This is Dina Marie, host of The Voice of the Shepherd, with a morning blend Franciscan moment on Mater Day Radio. What kind of danger lies in our mission to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ? Upon a careful study of the lives of the saints, we quickly realize that proclaiming the truth of Jesus Christ and being living witnesses of our Christian faith is not necessarily welcome in every culture, government, or nation. There is a price to pay for standing firm in the truth, and this reality is made clear by the words of many of Christ's earliest followers, the early apostles, St. Paul, and of course the first Christian martyrs. On January 16th, the Franciscans honor five Franciscan saints known as the proto-martyrs of the Franciscan order. With me today to reflect upon their story and their zeal to be missionaries for Christ is Franciscan friar, Father Dan Petit. Father Dan, welcome back to the program. Happy New Year as we gather into this month of January. Well, thank you, Dina Marie. Yeah, happy New Year. Uh, as we close down that 2022, we enter into a whole new set of days and uh, grateful to be here to start it off with the proto-Mars of Franciscans. Well, this is an interesting part of the history of the Franciscan order, and I think probably uh, some saints and martyrs that we're not familiar with, these proto-martyrs. So give us a sense of they died on January 16th. We know the year 1220. Uh, right. What's going on in the church? What's going on with St. Francis and his friars in this time of, of history? Well, of course, uh, one of the things that has already begun uh, going back to the 11th century is the whole tradition of the Crusades. Uh, you have the Christian armies in the Middle East attempting to liberate the Holy Lands, the Holy Sites, uh, for pilgrims from the Christian world to go down and visit places where Jesus was born, where he was crucified and the like. And, of course, um, part of that would include... Um, the services and the church coming in place and attempting to preach to the Muslims as well to convert them. And that was one of the ways that they also went at it. It wasn't just by sword, but it was also by the word of God that you had preachers going down. And of course, Francis has this new order. It's been around now for about nine, seven, about seven years. It's young. And he decides it's time to send some missionaries down there to try to preach and convert some of the Muslims. And that's what he does. In at the chapter of 20, 1219, Francis commissioned these six men to head to Spain and from there to go into the land of Morocco to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Wow. And, you know, from some of the accounts that I've read, Father Dan, these men were passionate, as was St. Francis, of this opportunity to convert souls for Christ. I mean, this is their their mission. Uh, what do we know about their encounter? Because six went, but one of their, their leader got sick, wasn't able to continue with the trip? Right, yeah. They got to Spain, and uh, of course, by, by the time they got to Spain, one of them did get deathly ill, and he was the leader of the group. And so he... Um, he told them, you're going to have to go without me. And he put Berard in, in, at the head of the community. And so Berard took them from there and headed south into Spain on their way 
to Morocco, um, and parts of that were already occupied by the Muslims, and they already started right there to preach the gospel as well. But the other thing, as a side note, uh, that's interesting here, Francis wasn't one to just send others. In in, uh, 1219, he also left to go to Damietta to preach to the sultan at the same time. So you have Francis heading south, you've got these friars heading south, and they're going. And so uh, this really was something of a, uh, a movement that came out of the chapter of 1219, which is we got to preach the gospel to the uh, Muslims. You know? Wow. What do we know about their encounters, Father Dan, as they come? Uh, because this is a very hostile, uh, particularly if you're told that you're not following the right religion. Um this this is a this is in in dangerous territory. Oh, it was yeah, and and to in in Muslim territories to name the name Jesus Christ uh, merited for you death, and so that's what they first encountered when they first preached the gospel in southern Spain. What happened was when they began to preach the gospel, they found resistance as they expected for naming the name Jesus Christ. And the leader of the town was gonna have them beheaded until his son prevailed upon them and said, you know, just let them go, you know, and he did. So they didn't fold up their tents and head north to go back to Italy. Well, we tried, no, they went on to Morocco to do it there, you know, since they couldn't, uh, they were unsuccessful in, in this particular portion of southern Spain. So they got on a boat and crossed over and went over to Morocco and tried to preach the gospel. It just amazes me. We're talking with Father Dan about the proto-martyrs of the Franciscan order, their feast day celebrated on January 16th. This goes back to the year 1220. And we think about the early Christians, the early brothers and sisters who wanted to stand firm and continue to stand firm in the faith and proclaiming the truth, even in the midst of danger and potentially peril. Now you mentioned St. Francis and we know the story of Francis. Now he was he left with his life when he encountered the sultan and yet we're celebrating a feast of martyrs right yeah and of course uh, we have an eyewitness at the christian line of what francis did he basically stood up from the christian line and said i'm a christian take me to your leader and of course they arrested him and brought him to the to uh al camille who was the sultan at the time but francis himself was not called to martyrdom the way the other five were. We don't choose to make ourselves martyrs. Uh, Testimony is given by God, or as Jesus says, I don't need human testimony. It's useless. But when you give testimony that's divine, this is what these martyrs do. That's what martyr means. It means means to witness uh, to the truth. And that's what they did to the death. And that was something Francis wasn't called to. But it's interesting when he heard about the the death of Berard and his companions, he said, he's reported to have said, now I know I have at least five true Friar Miners. And I'm sure he felt disappointed that he couldn't have been among them uh, because he really tried. And he preached the, he named Jesus right there in front of the Sultan. 
And instead of having the Sultan and all his armies come against him, they befriended him instead and gave him an armed escort back to the Christian line so no one would hurt him. You know, it's like, well, that was the last thing he wanted to have happen. (laughs) (laughs) But Berard and his companions, on the other hand, when they preached the name, they eventually did meet up with some very... um, the, the Chronicle of the 24 Generals gives a pretty detailed account of what happened. Uh, they, they, were, they were, for example, scourged. And, of course, once you're scourged, you have open wounds on your body. And then they had, like, boiling oil poured into their open wounds and things like this prior to the Muslim leader in Morocco taking a sword and just hacking their, them on the brain, right in, right on the forehead, you know, and apparently he went through, according to the Chronicle, three swords to get the job done with these mm. five, you know, so it was a pretty uh, brutal uh, death that they suffered. Wow. Talking with Father Dan Petit about the proto-martyrs, the first five proto-martyrs in the Franciscan order, and we have a special feast day just for them, particularly the Franciscans celebrate this on January 16th. And Father Dan, I've got more questions to ask you, and I want to talk a little bit about what happened after uh, these men were martyred and how that influenced the Franciscan order, but I am coming up on a break. Stay with me, and then we can continue our conversation in the next half hour. Sounds good. Thank you. This is Dina Marie, and I'm back with my conversation with Father Dan Petit, Franciscan friar. We're looking at a special feast day in the church on the 16th of January. It's known as the Feast of the Five proto-martyrs of the Franciscan order. So particularly our Franciscan community will specially celebrate this day. And I hope that all of you now will hold the Franciscans in your heart on the 16th of January. These five men went by the invitation of of St. Francis to go and convert the souls of Muslims. And I think at the, at the, at the core of this, Father Dan, as we come back and talk about these five men, that there is this desire in the Christian heart to share the truth and that there's a do- desire for each person to receive the truth. And, and when we don't see that happening, we want to be able to share um, that truth of Jesus Christ. Maybe explain a little bit as you've read the accounts of these five men uh, really in a dangerous situation of 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 proclaiming the name of Jesus Christ in the midst of the Muslim community, where that would particularly be a death sentence, um, the the passion behind their desire to stand firm for the gospel. Yeah, that's that's really what you're dealing with here. There 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 is a um, there is a grace by which when you are called to martyrdom, it is. It is a grace uh, by which you are human weakness becomes strong in bearing testimony to the truth of Jesus Christ. Uh, Because honestly, I I think our tendency is to shrink away from danger. And, you know, a lot of times we might even be embarrassed in restaurants to do signs of the cross before meals. You know, we're embarrassed to do that. Well, can you imagine if you name the name Jesus in public? It would mean death. Well, that's what they did. I mean, that's bearing testimony. They named the name. They preached Jesus Christ. And when the Muslims tried to convert them, they said, we find no life in anyone save Jesus Christ. 
the Lord and Savior of the world. Well, that's all they needed to hear to see they were unbending. And that's when the violence started. At one point, uh, before the, um, the Muslim uh, leader took the sword to them, uh, he did, however, point to these ladies that were there. And he said, if you convert to the Muslim faith, we will allow you to marry these ladies, we'll take care of you, we'll give you wealth and comfort. And they still persisted in their witnessing to the truth of the gospel, even in the face of being offered these comforts, you know, a house, a home, potential wives, this sort of thing. And then, of course, uh, that kind of testimony comes from God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What we've heard, and I think we mentioned this before when we talked about St. Anthony of Padua, but there's another a particular future saint that found uh, that came across this story. Give us a, a little bit of the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey would say, you know, following the martyrdom of these five men, uh, they came and they did they send their bodies back to the Franciscan order? Yeah, yeah, they did. Uh, there was uh, there were some Christians down in uh, Morocco that did gather the five, the remains of the five of them, and brought them back through Lisbon in Portugal, stopping in Coimbra, where there was uh, an Augustinian, where they laid them out in the church of the Augustinians there. And that happened to be where Father Fernando was staying at the time, an Augustinian priest, joined them at the age of 15 and had been studied for seven years and became a priest. He's young, about 22, 23. And there he is. He sees these martyred Franciscans and he and he goes to the um, convent of St. Anthony in Coimbra, where the Franciscans were, and said, if you let me go to preach the gospel in Morocco like these men, I would love to put your habit on and change from the Augustinians. Well, they accepted that. And so that's when Father Fernando became Anthony and eventually Anthony of Padua. He became a Franciscan. But what's fascinating here is this really testifies to the authenticity of these martyrs because God is speaking to this Father Fernando, an Augustinian, through the bodies of these men who gave their lives and he wants to go down he's burning with with zeal to go down and do the same yeah and and um becomes a franciscan in the process and uh of course you know now father anthony does go down in the franciscan habit to morocco gets deathly ill and can't continue so he has to get on a ship the ship hits a storm and it Guess what? It lands him in Sicily of all places. And that's where he becomes Italian all of a sudden, you know, and eventually uh, the story of St. Anthony of Padua begins at that point. You know. Yeah. Well, and Father Dan, what strikes me in this and as we hear the lives of particularly martyr saints is that it is in God's plan. It's not that I'm going to go out. It's not that I'm going to do this for right. the Lord. It's that I'm going to be. I'm going to just turn myself over to the Lord and let the Lord work through. And so I think when we decide that we're going to do this or we're going to do that, it's it's not the right intention that we let the Lord work through our gifts, through God's grace. Um, but it's really in the Lord's plan. 
and design of how we're going to live our vocation fully. That's right. No, that's right. And and that is, it's it's a gift. Martyrdom at that level that Berard and his companions uh, gave their lives um, is a gift. It is a gift. Now, we wouldn't maybe think of it in those terms because it's so brutal. But to give your life, I mean, on uh, like Christ on Calvary is the highest likeness to Christ on earth, which is why Francis longed for it so much. He so wanted to be like Christ and was disappointed not to have been so brutally mistreated as his five brothers were. He was disappointed about that because these men really desired to be like Christ and testify to the truth of his divine sonship. And that's something that comes from the Holy Spirit. Human testimony and self-willed martyrs, dear Lord, deliver us from them. You know, um, even uh, the, the human testimony, for example, that would uh, calculate and prepare a beautiful homily, if, if all it is, is just aiming to make others respond to me and say how great I am, I, that's human testimony. It should testify to Christ and his greatness and who he is. That's authentic preaching in the Holy Spirit. See, there's the testimony and I decrease as I preach him because he increases, you know, John the Baptist again. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what these martyrs are doing. They're not so much proclaiming themselves. Hey, look at me. I gave my life for Christ. But no, look at what Christ did through me. This is, and he bore testimony that Anthony of Padua in his faith was so moved that he himself desired it. Yeah. So Father Dan, as a Franciscan <clears throat> friar, recognizing this particular day in the calendar, what will be different or added to the liturgy for the prayers throughout the day to honor the proto-martyrs? Well, this will be the day where we obviously dawn red. I mean, we'll be in ordinary time by this time, and we'll put on the red vestments of the martyrs. Uh, celebrating the Mass, we have a Franciscan missal that has the Mass of St. Berard and his companions, and so we'll celebrate that. It's obviously not in the universal calendar. The rest of the church will probably be wearing green, but we'll wear red. We'll have particular readings from the lectionary, the Franciscan lectionary for these proto-martyrs. So the liturgy will be altered that way. And of course, we'll probably preach on the gift of these men and the witness to the faith and the courage they manifested and that sort of thing. And then, of course, the divine office. There's also in the Franciscan supplement to the divine office, there's also a whole set of readings and prayers that go as well. And so this will be the celebration of the Feast of these Martyrs rather than just an ordinary day with green for us and the Franciscans. Right. Well, again, I want to draw people's attention to January 16th and the feast day for the proto-martyrs, St. Berard and companions, and to keep our Franciscans in prayer, especially. I love these talks, Father Dan, because we get a sense of the Franciscan spirituality and really how the Franciscan community for many centuries has been part of our life with Christ. And again, to see the witness to Jesus Christ in these examples of the saints. So I'm just so grateful for this opportunity to share. And with that, would you please help us close with a prayer and your priestly blessing? Sure, let's pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Dear Lord, we ask and pray for that faith in our hearts to acknowledge the testimony that is given us about your son, Jesus, and his divinity among us, that you are God with us in Jesus. Help us also learn to testify with courage, as these men did, to the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we commend this prayer to you as always through the prayer of Mary, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And may the blessed mighty God descend upon us and remain with us forever in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for spending some time with us today, Father Dan. Have a blessed day. Yeah, thank you, Dina Marie. You too. And uh, let's be on our march to January 16th. <laughs>